Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, thank you for being with us on a very special edition of First and Pod. It is special because of our guests, and you guys know we only bring on our friends as guests. And we will get to the man, the myth, the legend, Lefko, in just a second. But welcome back, Daddy Pony, back from paternity leave. What up, man? Hey. Yeah, this is like the first time. This is we we picked like the worst possible day because I am in like a zombie state right now. Like I had a great thing going. We had like 15 straight days of like sound sleep. She's breastfeeding. She takes from the bottle. I mean, everything. She's checked every box so far. Yeah. So this is like the first like regression to the mean type day where it's like, this is not a linear thing, you know, like there's, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it's been incredible. So I appreciate you giving me some love there, Danny and Adam. I haven't talked to Adam in a while. This is pretty cool. Oh my dude. It's been, it's been a while, but I'm trying, I was trying to think of like the NFL quarterback comparison of like 50. It's like Ben Roethlisberger, like fit, like that first season, right? And well, like 15 and one or something like that, <laughs> man, I'm so happy for you, bro. Cause I can see it in your eyes too. Like you're, oh, you're I'm there, a totally but you're also dude. in, I'm yeah. in a state of euphoria right now. And it's a natural high. I used to get really high <laughs> and I've told, <laughs> I've told Danny this. I used to uh, Adam, I get too paranoid now, and I've tried all kinds of different strains. I just can't do it and be chill. So, yeah, let's go. That off the child. Yeah, it, it was weird. Pony and Nick came and kicked it uh, in Chicago uh, to just like hang out and be good friends. Like after after my brother passed, and we had an absolute blast, and we kicked it old school, college style, except one notable thing. I'm the only one who gets high anymore. So like they they were just both and your wife was the only person who was absurdly high on that yeah. trip. And at one point she let slip that she thought I was the best looking of you three guys, which I still wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was that needs to be immortalized on a trophy or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I sent her I sent her to bed after that comment. <laughs> Yeah, that was that's that good was, though. It's always good to be second most because the most you feel, yeah, you're looking around. Well, she didn't even confirm like, that. I don't know like if her. we really got to the bottom of Nick versus Danny, but it was just established that I was. Oh, no, I just meant a most high. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, 
Uh, but no, seriously, Pony, we're all thrilled for you, man. I don't know anyone who wanted to be a dad and tried to be a dad more than you. You guys really deserve it. So Thanks. absolutely thrilled for you. So if anyone doesn't know, we went to college with Lefko. He's the star over at TNT NBA Tuesdays. He works with Shaq and Candice and Jamal Crawford and Barkley. And the, the man is, is a legend and it's an honor. But but for me, he's always going to be a draft Nick and an exactly. Eagles fan. That's exactly. how I think. When I think of Adam Lefko, I think of those two things. Eagles super fan screaming at Harry's Sports Bar at Syracuse. Yes, Brian Brian Dawkins jersey. Andy Reid clock management malfunction, just having him pulling his hair out because they can't beat like some ridiculously bad, you know, Arizona Cardinals team or something like that. And uh, and then yeah, and then um, and then the draft stuff you were always big on, Adam. You were really huge on that back in the day. I don't know if you still are, but you used to really study that shit. I love it. And what's funny is I always go back to the one draft show that I feel like we were all a part of, you know? Yeah. And just, and I I was even talking to Danny about this in Chicago. I just remember, you know, Brady Quinn and Jamarcus Russell, like what an iconic draft for, to have to prognosticate. Um, But no, those Harry Sundays were really special. And I think about that era of Eagles football, which was, post Super Bowl trip realizing that it's all crumbling but the talent is still there and that was that was pre Super Bowl win Lefko I have ch- I thought about it like I really have changed a lot since the Eagles have won the Super Bowl it's um I, I lost a lot of the negativity I lost a lot of the fear there was always this sense of it's all the fool's gold and and Pony now that I've won one it's it's very different. I'm those are I love that those are your characteristics because those are two of my favorite things in the world, the NFL draft and the Eagles. So like the juju moment in the Super Bowl, like that's not keeping you up at night like weeks later, like you're just over that because you've got Nick Foles and Big Dick Nick and Philly Special and all that, you don't care about that play uh, you as know, much. I'll take you to walking out of that stadium. And I'm with my dad, brag my brother. That you were there, but continue. Oh well, listen. I'm every time the Eagles, dude. If the Steelers go, you're going. Like if the Bears go, Danny's going. Like let's not even joke. If that's yeah. your squad, you're going. And I was there with my dad, my brother, and my pretty much an uncle, my dad's best friend. And I went with my dad to the win. Those other two did not. And when we were leaving the stadium. All you kept hearing from some Eagles fans was, at least we went to the one where they won. And I could feel it eating my brother and my dad's friend because they didn't get to go to that one. And it really was like, look, man, allowing like those two routes to Kadarius Tony to score like that. Come on, what are we doing here? The fumble by Hurts. It still eats at me. Um, But yeah, man, going to a win changes your perspective. It definitely takes some of that pain away. And plus, like, the team is young. Like, they're the favorites for the NFC. That's a good caveat for the NFC. For yeah, the I'm NFC. not putting them over the Chiefs. How can you put anybody over the Chiefs? What do, Like, who would you put? Maybe the no, Bengals no, no. and they just beat the Bengals. No. No. All right. So, the question about the team, there's, there's quite a few. But do you believe that Jalen Hurts – because he had pocket aces. He had offensive line 
skill position guys, great defense, veteran leaders, aggressive coach, weak conference. He had everything. everything. And he still has the head coach. Injury he luck. Injury luck. Uh, now there's the target on his back. Lost some key pieces. Lost coordinators on both sides of the ball. Like, it, still a great roster. Is Jalen Hurts the caliber of player that elevates people around him or was he a product of the perfect situation so so it's this equation of can Jalen Hurts improve as the team around him declines to maintain the same level of success there are a few things that scare me that I could be honest about they played one I, I believe the easiest strength of schedule in the NFL last year um, and they were also seven and one in one score games which is typically a statistic that regresses to the mean but I also think that the offensive line is easily the best in the NFL. I think that they, by getting DeAndre Swift, the offense has more talent. Um, and I also think Jalen Hurts – dude, I'm so – I have to be honest with both of you. Like, I'm watching our guy Zach Berman report from Eagles camp, and every story is Jalen Hurts is incredible. Every story is the he, – he's not throwing incompletions. He's 15 of 17. Like – we're, we're reaching a point where I it makes me very uncomfortable. I think the Eagles regress big time on defense. I think that their linebacker, you're relying on N'Kobe Dean. We have no idea if he actually is the guy. Their safeties, they lose both starting safeties pretty much. Um, and they had 70 sacks last year. And I have to imagine they're not going to do 70 again, even though they attacked edge rusher in the draft. So I look at the Eagles and I go, I think it's going to be a Jalen Hurts has to put up 30 points a game. Um, and, and the offense really has to click. He has to go from doesn't make mistakes and is going to punish you in the red zone to, oh, no, we're high flying all the time. Like they did against Pony Steelers, uh, which was uh, truly an iconic performance. Um, yeah, that Hurts think- went on Kelsey's podcast and said he thought the, the area code was for a Steelers draft pick. I heard that whole thing. Which pissed me off. You know, I'm happy with Pickett, you know, but still, I saw that. He, yeah, the, the Eagles. The Eagles have done a really good job in recent drafts of jumping teams looking for certain guys, jumping the Steelers for Hertz, jumping Dallas for Dallas Goddard, um, jumping the Giants for Devontae Smith. That's now you know the other picks like Jalen Rager, but um, yeah, if Hertz was a Steeler, where are we? You know, is Hurts Hurts if he goes to the Steelers? Because him and Mike Tomlin would have been an incredible quarterback-coach combination in a locker room. Uh, you said a lot there, Adam. Just just for the – let me geek out for just a very split second here from a nerd standpoint, okay? You said something about Swift. Now, why am I seeing all these fantasy boards that have Penny ahead of him? What the hell is that all about? Is Penny actually going to be their number one running back this year? What the F's going on I mean, with that? To me, I think they make the move for Penny because when the Eagles played the Seahawks, Penny went for like 139 against them. And when Penny, Penny, it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to go to basketball. Doc Rivers, when he was the coach of the Clippers, was coaching against the Sixers and Shake Milton scored 39 on him. And so for the first like two, three years of him coaching the Sixers, he was always trying to make Shake work because he saw that performance. That's where I feel like the Eagles are with Penny. And I, I think Penny has uh, – he, he went first round, which was a little bit crazy when the Seahawks did it. But he has the bell cow and Swift. Uh, the Eagles, I think, were dead last in the NFL in receptions by running backs last year. 
And also you have you have injury. I just I'm not drafting any of them early. I think if I'm doing I can't believe I'm doing fantasy advice. If I'm doing zero running back, mm-hmm. he's a guy that I'm looking at four, five, six rounds. But I I don't know. I would overdraft Goddard before I would take one of the Eagles running backs this year. What is it like rooting for what I feel like at this point? is the healthiest organization in the NFL mm. where like Howie Roseman is able to different coach, different quarterback, Super Bowl, new coach, new quarterback, Super Bowl appearance, crushes drafts, messes up on Rager or like missing on uh, Jefferson, but then immediately erases the mistake with AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, hyper aggressive. Yeah. Like it's, I know it's not Mahomes and Reed. And I want to talk to you about Andy Reed in a minute too, but like, even the Wentz thing, Danny. I mean, think about that. Yeah, I mean, even Wentz ended up, you yeah. know, being a bust. Like, I feel like if I was going to be jealous of a team for a non-quarterback, because as a Bears fan, I'm jealous of every team that has a franchise quarterback. But I feel like every team in the NFL should be jealous of Howie Roseman. He, you have to understand, I, when I blasted Nick Sirianni on Twitter, the hire of that. There was yeah. a series of events in which you would be talking completely different about Howie Roseman. This guy took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. This guy took J.J. Ortega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf. He was constantly missing. They had an albatross contract in Carson Wentz. Everything was deteriorating. They move on from a Super Bowl-winning coach in Doug Peterson. Remember, like we're two, three years removed, and everywhere around the NFL is going – like, what are you doing? Like, this is this is all over the place. Howie's ability to be the smart guy in the room that, that doesn't get caught up in the sunken cost fallacy and is able to cut ties a little bit before you should yes. to get to turn Carson Wentz into that Indianapolis Colts trade to give them an extra first and then be able every year for about three, four years to keep packaging picks to get more first rounders in ensuing years. One of them turned into Devontae Smith. One of them turned into A.J. Brown, erasing his wide receiver mistakes. And look, if you don't take Jalen Hurts in the second round, it's the Jalen Rieger draft. But instead, it's the Jalen Hurts draft. And I I really think Nick Foles is the reason they took Jalen Hurts. Because you just went to the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. They, they started calling themselves a quarterback factory, which gave them the confidence to draft Jalen Hurts. And... If you remember, Carson Wentz really tried to make it him versus the organization. And I've always believed that there are certain people that are so, they're actual leaders that when fake leaders are around them, they get exposed. You guys have seen that, I'm sure, with bosses, where like when there's actually somebody that does the work versus the person that acts like they do the work. And I think Jalen Hurts exposed Carson Wentz. Like one of them is actually the dude and one of them was really pretending to be the dude for a long time. Um, to be in this position where Howie is, he's he's always able to make move. He's always making trades uh, for the lower assets. And for the first time in a while, he went all in on free agency and all of them hit. Um, but I remember when the San Francisco 49ers with Jim Harbaugh were going to be the team for years and it lasted two or three uh, I remember when you know, Lamar Jackson on the rookie contract, they were absolutely locked and loaded. I remember when Baker Mayfield and the Browns were going to be on a three to four year run. So I, I think that if the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl this year, 
it's going to get a lot different being with a quarterback going from a rookie contract to a big one. And so I, I do think it's make or break for the Eagles this year, but I think they have it in them. Wow. Make or break. That's interesting. I, now, do, do you remember, hold on, Filipponi, do you remember when the Seahawks won against the Broncos and we were like, Legion of Boom, Russell Wilson, this is going to last forever. Well, and yeah, that, like, they should have won back-to-back, if not for the, we could live another 100 years and not see a worse play call at the end of a game. <laughs> oh, they yeah. should be an iconic team that mm. won back-to-back. Um, wow. Isn't that fascinating how that will change? Like, I asked Wade one time, Pony, I was like, if Ray Allen missed that shot, how do you think we talk about you? And he goes, that's how fickle this shit is, Matt. He goes, because we were just talking about like with anything you do, you can't think about the results. You have to think about like, did you earn it? Like what it was your process, which is so much easier to say. But yeah, if Russell Wilson has two Super Bowls, we're not treating him like this. Like yeah. Pete Carroll is one of the greatest coaches of all time. If Mario Chalmers goes back iron, you oh. know, Bill Self doesn't have a ring. Like it's all, all that shit. Derrick Rose is a champion. All of it, man. It's game of inches. Now, Adam, right, what, somebody... what is one? What if you would flip? What is one? What if you would flip in your life? I give... actual life. <laughs> sports, sports, sports. You know, life too, but I like sports. sports I had a very it. serious relationship with a girl from Philadelphia that I definitely take back if I could. Jesus, that's a that's... <laughs> That's a that's a fatal attraction near Glenn Close situation for me, brother. Yeah, I would have gone harder on telling my mom to put my college fund in the Chipotle stock before it IPO'd. Mm, I said mm. it, and she goes, Danny, I've worked 20 years for your college fund. You're just a stoner. Stop. That's, that's a Warren Buffett. Invest in what you know, brother, right there. Seriously. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're lacing the, the, the cilantro rice with cocaine, mom. You should invest. <laughs> We'd all be retired right now. Oh, that is a man. good question, though, Adam. What's one that I, that I personally would want flipped? You're saying? Yeah, and it, there's a butterfly effect, but we all have what I, I assumed that Danny's would be the Cubs. Well, they got Batman. it in '16. Right. I did. I did care about the the '03 Cubs, like just more, just because I'm in high school and you're more of like a rabid fan. But but 2016 was so special; it kind of erased it. Derek Rose is my favorite post Jordan athlete. I'd give him, I'd give him health. Um, I would have Miyagi up that leg. Yeah. I, I, I wanted, I wanted to see like five straight Eastern conference finals battles with LeBron just for the, I I know they would not have won the majority of them, but like, would they have gotten one? And it would have been Mm. so sweet for that team to, to just get one. So that, that's a big one for me. I'll give you, I'll give you an interesting one, Adam. I would say, give me one of the Steelers playoff games against new England back because Ben's got two Super Bowl rings, but that's one mountain. They never scaled or climbed. They got blown out by them in three playoff games. Oh, one, Oh four and 16 non-competitive in all three. So one thing he didn't yeah, do I in think his I- career, he beat everybody. He went into Indy and beat Peyton Manning. Won those Super Bowls, but uh, they were just – they got pummeled in all three yeah. of those AFC Championship games against the Patriots. My first two that come to mind for me, I'm trying to think – I mean, there's so many Eagles NFC Championship games. Oh, you got to really, want AI I, to get a Sixers ring, right? Wow, you gotta, I didn't even think about that. Well, no, because be it's it. – Other than game one, how about you do more than step over Tyron Lue, my man? Take Theo Ratliff and – they were a big dog, Aaron man. McKee, that Aaron team, Snow. 
That team was out. This is, that's why I didn't even think that was eligible because taking one back, I would have to steal three. So yeah, my right. mind, my my mind actually went to I'll do one Eagles and then the other two are Toronto. Um, the Rondé Barber pick six against Donovan McNabb. Uh, I would love back in the NFC Championship game. Kawhi shot against the Sixers. I think if the Sixers win that series, they might win the championship. That was all the Warriors injuries. And then the other one was Joe Carter, which scarred me as a child. A seven-year-old kid being babysat and just seeing Joe Carter walk off on Mitch Williams, who I thought was the coolest person on the planet. And then and that that play is – that's one of those like – yeah, it's like trauma. Like I have to talk. Like I have therapy tomorrow. I'm going to talk about that. Well, you, you, and you know what? Another one is, and you can add some interesting insight, Lefko, because you're boys with everybody now. Uh, Mahomes over Trubisky. Like <sighs> that's a great one. What's What's different? Oh. Like is Mahomes Mahomes if he doesn't sit behind yes. Alex Smith and have Tyreek Hill and Kelsey? Then he's going to Nagy. He's going to be with Nagy. Like. It would. I think it would have all worked. What would Nagy? If Nagy you're Matt Nagy, like, don't you think about that every day of your life? I would. Yeah. Think about how different that man's life is. Yeah. Oh, no, he he actually went because he coached Mahomes for a year and then went uh, to the Bears, so he wasn't there yet. Right. He took the job. Right. So I guess we're saying John Fox gets friggin' Patrick Mahomes and goes on. Well, to no, be but, like, but 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 Fox, great- Fox sits here. No, no, no. It was it was Fox, but but Fox, but Fox was always going to get fired. I mean, they dude, that team was Fox had, doesn't get fired if Mahomes is his quarterback and he yeah, wipes he it does. up with him, dude. No, yeah, he, he does, does not. Yes, yes, he does, dude. That team had well, nobody. He, it had Marcus Wheaton and Josh Bellamy as receivers. That team had nobody. He was. Yeah, they, I still, they had, they had I still think Lennon. Mahomes looks like Superman. I still think he looks like an absolute god. But he didn't even play as a rookie in Kansas City. That is so? interesting. He did have that whole year with Alex Smith. Just sit there and learn. Would Mahomes? I still think he would have been Mahomes. Oh, I think he'd be amazing. I, I think, but he he might be amazing without the wins. Well, now you have Justin wins. Fields, so it's like the same thing, right? Dude, trust me, I'm very I'll, excited I'll about. I'll tell you something. Just as a sidebar, those analytics nerds hate hate Fields. It's incredible. Like I the, know. Football outsider, DVOA, jerk-offs, they friggin' hate the guy. I've never seen anything like it where, like, I put stock in some of that stuff. You know that. Like, I don't try to be, like, close-minded to that stuff. But, like, you want to talk about what your eyes tell you versus, like, what those people think? There isn't a bigger divide in football right now than what people think about Justin Fields, in my opinion. And I I think that the thing that the numbers – just miss is it's a team game and there is a supporting cast element that he simply did not have. Like he was put into Matt Nagy's offense for Andy Dalton and they didn't change the game plan one iota. And I can't really think of two players who are more different than old Andy Dalton and rookie Justin Fields. And then last year, no number one receiver Mooney gets hurt trade for Claypool Claypool gets hurt terrible pass blocking offensive line like you what he did in that seven game stretch with nothing around him if you watched the games you see the talent so I think I think the numbers missed the supporting cast argument is this his second year of the same offensive system yeah for the first time since his last so so I've 
my preseason bets are always tracking the overs of those teams. I when uh, the Ravens all of a sudden went like fourteen and two and were first place in the AFC. My theory is always the number one jump is when a guy goes from year one to year two in the same system. It's really right. hard if they switch systems. Trevor so Lawrence did it. Lamar Jackson then, did it. Adam, the problem is, is I really hate Matt Canada's system. Me too. Join the club, bro. <laughs> and and so I do think that he'll be able to operate it more. And I think Kenny kind of has to go Big Ben, which is, oh, no, I'm just going to go hurry up. I'm going to call my own plays. That's why Big Ben, it didn't matter who his OC was. He was like, no, 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 no. We're doing 14 plays in a row, and I'm just going to do this to Martavis, and we're going we're gonna to take a shot. But, no, I, I, look at, um, I look at Deshaun Watson in the same way. Another year in that system, and I just go, he'll understand it more. Jalen Hurts has a new system, new OC, but I think uh, Sirianni will still be there overseeing it. Um, and then um, I, the only one in the first system that I'm really thinking now is the time is I think I might be a Chargers better this year. Oh, here we Every- go. What I tell you, Danny? Join the club, this, man. We had this conversation. We had this conversation all football season, Adam. Every time they would lose, I said, just wait. None of this is going to matter, and we're going to get to next summer, and it's going to be August, and everyone's going to be right back on the Chargers bandwagon. Well, it's is because, it because of Kellen well, Moore. Okay. Now, well, I, it's, I also Moore, think, yeah, it's the same thing you just said with Fields, man. We have eyes. Right. And Justin yeah, Herbert and, is not the problem. And and I also – Well, the thing that, that, yes and no, Danny. He gets – Maybe it's because no one gives a shit about the Chargers and it's not a rabid market like Philly or Chicago or Boston, but like nothing he does gets like micro or psychoanalyzed. None of it. It's we see those great plays and then we see bad play calling or the defense sucking a playoff game and all those sins get washed away. And I've really never seen that in today's day and age, the way Mm. that we tear guys down, Herbert's, Herbert's like oblivious to that. Nothing sticks to him. Here's my points that I would make for because I look at the Chargers as we always said Toronto Raptors couldn't win it all, and then they finally broke through. We said that about Giannis for a long time. Um, I I look at the Chargers as the team that always lets us down. That offensive line losing their starting left tackle for the whole year now he's back. Slater I think is huge. Yeah. Um, I think actually having an offensive coordinator that knows what they're doing I think is an, is absolutely enormous um and i think for me they draft a wide receiver in the first round because you know that keenan allen or mike williams is going to get hurt we've seen it too many times um and then herbert also would he break a rib in the middle of the year and nobody really you just kind of forget about that too and so and so i and and they were kicking the crap out of the Jaguars, you know. Like, I don't know. I'm definitely a sucker. Like, um, I mean, I oh, I did bet Las you. Vegas don't. Aces. I did bet Las Vegas Aces first half last night, so I do feel pretty smart. Oh wow, good for you! Don't let him. Oh, bully dude, I you, bet man. WNBA all the time. He he had a preseason Chargers futures ticket. We both did. So, yeah, Phil Pony, who's your who's your not like eight to one Super Bowl 
team that you think could surprise people? Right. So I do this. So I'm actually on a heater with this. I liked Cincinnati two years ago to win the division at 20 to one. And I hit that. And then I liked Jacksonville last year, but I feel like a lot of people had jumped on that Jacksonville bandwagon. So I wasn't like on an Island with that. Um, I like division picks. I, I, I use, I, Adam, I use a lot of the same logic that you use. I mean, I think we're pretty, we're pretty lockstep on a lot of the stuff that you said. That's why, and I hate to like just come across as complete homers on this thing, but that's why I think both the Steelers and Bears are undervalued. Like mm-hmm. I've said this to Danny a few times. I think it's in play that Fields is the best quarterback in that division this year, and they've got the longest odds. So if I'm starting, if, if I'm betting at future, and I feel like I've got the best quarterback in a group, I feel good about myself and that's that's kind of how I look at the NFC North this year I think golf takes a step back I know Ben Johnson this and that and they scored all those points and fifth in the league last year but I'm not completely they're definitely a week they're definitely one of the weakest predictors to win a division I see in the same division I do think the Packers are a play because I think that their offensive line's a lot better than the Bears and you're getting to play on the Jordan Love got to learn this offense for three four years I like the 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 um, the volatility of Jordan Love. I also this is going to sound sacrilegious. You know who I'm kind of feeling? Giants at seven to one. And I, here I was talking to you guys about the Eagles and Filipponi's furrowing his brow. But my thing about the Giants is it's Daniel Jones in the second year of that offense of a coach that I really really respect. That if the Eagles were to take a step back and have any injury stuff. Saquon did get paid. Daniel Jones did get paid. Leonard Williams did get paid. They brought back all of the big guys. They have the pass rushers. They just locked in their franchise tackle. Uh, at 7-1 with Dayball, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, but I, I love the Bears because I think, I think if the Bears – what they did to the Eagles last year was they beat the crap out of them. They injured Jalen Hurts. They're, I always look for the teams that they stink – but you don't want to play them because they just have that fire. And that was the Bears. And they really do, if they are going to be a running team, all your offensive linemen are good run blockers, Justin Fields. Like, just embrace it. And then occasional shots to more. You want to play in Chicago at the end of the year? Like, if you if your identity matches the elements, that's a nasty team that just wants to punch you in the face. And I, I like that. There's There's volatility there. There's uh there's no reason that the Bears should be that far separated in the odds from the Vikings and the Packers. I I do think the Lions deserve to be the favorite in the North. I think they pretty clearly have the best roster, and they've got continuity. Jared Goff outdoors, bro. That's like my fa- Jared Goff and Derek Carr outdoors in the winter are my favorite bets every year, every yeah. year. And Jared Jared has to go to Green Bay and Chicago. Oh. I don't think, and I I get like the Geno Smith like phenomenon where everyone thought he sucked, but he'd never gotten really a full opportunity since he got punched in the face his rookie year by a teammate and everything else. Like he came out of nowhere. People loved him and everything. Can he do it again? Blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. There's positivity with him. The golf thing I don't understand. Like in one year, people have done a complete 180 where they literally thought he was one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. To now, it's just taken as as uh, an article of complete, not faith, but complete uh, fact 
that he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks again this year. And I just don't, what, he's never what, done it. What, it Sean McVay yeah. literally traded the guy because he didn't think he could win a Super Bowl with him. And he was right. And now we think he's a good quarterback. Last year, he threw for 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, and seven interceptions, man. And in 2018, he looked like he was going to be a franchise quarterback and then came crashing down to earth. No, I I, I understand that, but I, I it's like we were talking about with Hurts. He's got a really good situation. He has continuity of system. He plays indoors. He's got a great offensive line. He's got two very good receivers. One is suspended for six weeks for gambling, but... And then they ju- they just they signed David Montgomery. They drafted Gibbs, who's blazing fast. Like he has a great supporting cast around him. I look at Goff as you want to talk about like every year, Filipponi. You think something in the middle of the year, and then the next year, everyone forgot about it. Like my favorite one was OCU Manura had six sacks against Winston Justice, and he finished the year with ten sacks. And so all of a sudden, he's a sack artist. I'm like, you did it all in one game. Sure. The Lions were always down 21 points. And then Jared Goff was throwing them to get them back in games. Game one against the Eagles, they're down like 35 to seven. And they cut, I just, I look at Goff and I I look at his numbers and I mean, they played well at the end of the year. Quay Walker messed it up for the Packers, but um, I they the Lions have a top five offensive line, but I, I agree with Pony where I look at Goff and I, I go, you really think it's changed that much? Like, I think the, the well, Mike Sando's quarterback rankings came out. And when I looked at it, I went, oh, there's a lot of depth of guys that aren't going to look like idiots out there. But there's really like six or seven in the NFL where I'm like, they're ready to win a championship. Like, yep. I don't I don't think... I don't think Fields is ready to win a championship. I I, I don't think Derek Carr is a, is is a championship winning. I don't think Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray anymore. I think there's like seven guys. The other one where the the um the belief or opinion of a team has changed a total 180 is LA. Like the Rams, they bring back the same nucleus outside of Von Miller, okay, that they won a Super Bowl with. The coach, and quarterback, Ramsey. Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Maybe I'm nuts. I don't look at Jalen Ramsey as some kind of huge loss for them. Well, no, but I mean, he was he when they won the Super Bowl, he was good. Yeah, I don't even think he was that great when they won the Super Bowl. To be <laughs> honest with you, like he was a feast or famine player for me. But they get Cooper Cup healthy, and you want to talk about injury? Cooper luck, Cup got right? hurt today. I saw that. Yeah, a few uh, yeah. Time. But they had the worst offensive line injury luck in the entire oh. league last year so i think that there's been an overreaction oh sean McVay wants to go to tv he doesn't give a shit uh they got aaron donald and matthew stafford and i think the coach is pretty smart they'll be okay mm-hmm. in that division i don't think they're going to go six and eleven which is pretty much what the odds makers predict out of them all right all right we've got we have a legitimate television star we have a guy who out of college no 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 you faked your resume tape out of college and you did it in the last, in the last like week of college. I distinctly remember it because, and, and you know what, though, man, I never sold a share of Lefko stock because I've never, I've never met anybody in my life as likable as you. You, everybody likes you. 
And I think that you there's have like a Rob Lowe. There's like a Rob Lowe component to Adam. He's a very yeah. engaging, affable person. I agree. I mean, first of all, you used to say Rob Riggle. And I was like, I could see that. <laughs> uh, see, right there. That's a likable, that's a likable joke. But like Travis Kelsey and Dwayne Wade yeah. with you in the horror at your wedding. You're at the Mahomes wedding. You're busting balls with Shaq. Uh do you use your powers to your Philly fans? Good. Like, I know you're in with the Kelsey's. Like, are you texting Jason Kelsey before the Super Bowl? Like, how, are you are you using your your likability powers to fuel childhood left go sports dreams? In regard to texting Kelsey's, the week of the Super Bowl, I did not text Jason Kelsey once, but I texted Travis every night at one a.m. and I was because tr- I was trying to mess up his sleep cycle. And I was also like, hey, I was talking to Kingsbury. I hear he's going out tonight. You should really, like on Saturday night, I was like, you yeah. should go out with Kingsbury tonight. Um, it didn't work. Travis is really <laughs> Is good. the Kingsbury thing true, though? I'm, not, I'm interested in that. Was he? Oh, yes. dude. Oh, dude. I, I met Cliff at Mahomes' wedding. And th- because I forgot he coached him at Texas Tech. And my, my strategy, like to give you an example was I pretended like I didn't see him for the first half of the night. I just kept taking my wife to go dancing. And then eventually he was like, man, you're really tearing up the dance floor. And then I was like, hey, what's up? My name's Adam. But like, I knew him, but I was like, I'm not going to be like, hey, really nice to meet you, Cliff. Good luck next year. Um, But no, Danny, most of it, uh, the first time that I meet someone, I'm scared to death. It's complete imposter syndrome. I always have moments where I'm like, what the hell am I doing right now? Um, with with Kelsey, that was like an era where I was in, J- Travis, at Bleacher Report, where I was going out and doing all this stuff with athletes. And so all I really cared about was making content that's going to go viral and just trying to have fun. And the guy that I always looked at as, there were two guys, Ernie, obviously, but like he's an angel. The other one was Ahmad Rashad because I always thought that Ahmad Rashad had the coolest job because he got to go smoke cigars with Michael Jordan and play golf. I didn't realize until I became like an adult adult that Ahmad Rashad was like a top 10 NFL draft pick and was (laughs) a complete celebrity. And that was the reason he got to do those things. But I always was like, I do not want to be a newsbreaker. I tried it when I got to Louisville. Uh, my second gig. And I was like trying to like break stories with like Rick Patino. And I was like, I hate this. I don't, I don't want to be a truster of information. And I just began to realize with a lot of these athletes, because I was a guy that went to Harry's on Sundays and I did drink and I did like to party that I'm just going to not be a news person. And I'm just going to like have a good time with these guys and, and just show them like, there's nothing you can tell me that I'm going to put out. Like there's nothing I I'm not interested in. I don't want to do it. Um, And I, and it kind of removed the whole, like, don't worry about like worry about Lefko. Like he's a news guy. And I just, um, I mean, I appreciate you saying that it makes me really uncomfortable. Uh, Not everybody likes me. That's for sure. But, Oh, I mean, um, I'm not, I'm not even trying to blow smoke, man. It's, it's a, um, it's a in the opinion like take business that Pony and I are in. 
likability. Racket. Well, likability is very hard to come by because everything that you say pisses some people off. But then on television, likability is so huge because people want to be like warm and welcoming into their home. And then you're not in the opinion space. But like there are plenty of hosts that have gigs like yours that I don't even shack cracking a bottle of wine with after the show like there you have you have cracked some sort of formula where you're yeah. likable to the viewer and like relatable to people like us and relatable to the dudes with 45 inch vertical leaps like there are not i'm a pretty voracious consumer of sports media yeah i really don't know i don't think i can name four other people that would be in that category with you it's a very unique skill set. I don't know if they would agree. My mindset of, uh, and I appreciate you saying all that, to try and establish those relationships is, I my stat line at the end of a show should be five points, 15 assists. And I think very early on, I just realized, and I learned it really with Chris Sims when we were doing a podcast, There's a, I, I'm not the guy. Like, even if I have opinions on things, like, my job is to make them really smart. So, yeah. like, most of what I did with Sims early on was, like, me and him could debate. Or he would take these meticulous notes in cursive while watching film. And he wouldn't even realize what he wrote down. Like, Philip Honey's to- take right there about Jalen Ramsey. Like, if I came across a Sims note that was, like, Jalen Ramsey's a bit overrated right now, he wouldn't even know, like, the, the hook that he just wrote. But I was like, everything is about making sure that you're the smartest guy in the room. Shaq, I ha- what I, I decided very early on, I will never be the guy on TV that tells him not to do something. I will always enable him to do whatever he wants because I think in his brain, like what, when I learned that on all of his commercials, you know, like the shimmy on Icy Hot or the, the like when Kendrick Lamar throws the soap off of his head, those are all between takes, Shaq going, I have an I have an idea. I want to do this. And so what I learned with Shaq was the guy's got he's brilliant. Like we think, like we think, oh, he's big and he doesn't know like Serb like uh, Serbian when he talks to Jokic, but that's part of the, the gimmick. And so I I I always want them to shine. And a, a big thing that I when I read a story one time about Rondo. And his teammates said the thing that he did was he would learn the pocket, your favorite pocket to go up and shoot. You know, Ray Allen liked it up here and Kevin Garnett wanted it here and Paul Pierce wanted it here. And that's what I think hosting is. And so that first year when it was Wade, I knew that every time Wade told a story about facing a contemporary, it would go viral. And so when we had Steph Curry on, I'd be like, what was it like Garden Steph? And he would get into a story, and then I was like, I got him to where he needs to go. And for Candace, I would watch her watch a game, and she would be watching Luca, and he'd take one dribble to the left, and she'd go pulling up at the free throw line jumper. Every time he goes left, it's that. Okay, how do I get that on TV? You know, she's, she's the ultimate, here's how I would, t- she's like Belichick, here's how I would take somebody away. And so... Um, I just don't, I appreciate you saying all those things, man. But I think for me being a host compared to being a radio host or a podcast host, when I got to TV, I went, I'm going to take away the takes 
and I'm just going to set up my teammates. Where if I was hosting a podcast, I'd be thinking every week, like, what's the opinion that I'm going to have that's going to cut through right now? So it's a it's a completely different game. Here's a self-serving question for the two of us, because we're radio guys that dabble in TV. We both do. Yeah. Danny does stuff. We crush him for the way he dresses for these things. You know, we both. I had a, I had a close question for Lefko. Yeah. We both <laughs> moonlight in this stuff. So that was a that was a great answer. Now this might only be oh. useful for the two of us, but who cares? It's our podcast. Yeah. How did you get comfortable on camera? Because that person well, that suits, bro. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, in answering that question, answer me. Does Turner give you a clothing allowance? No, zero clothing allowance. Surprised by that. I write it off. I write it off on my taxes. I asked for a clothing allowance. Uh, they said Shaq doesn't have a clothing allowance. Charles doesn't have a clothing allowance. Ernie doesn't have a clothing, Dude, clothing so, I mean, allowance. You You're not getting spending one. Spending an unbelievable. Okay, I mean, good for you, but it's whew. not what. It's always important to have a guy. I have a suit guy from Staten Island. His name is Bobby. Bobby, his company is Live Bespoke. I'm getting custom suits for a really good deal. The man right. knows my measurements. So when Damn. I find out I'm doing the dunk contest, I can hit him up with two weeks to go and go, I need something loud and purple. And he'll go, okay, I got it done. And then in two weeks, I'm I'm wearing it in, in uh, Utah. So it's not that crazy. And then I realized early on, our Tuesday show was a we were completely different energy than the Thursday show, and er, Ernie's done a great job wearing Jordans and all that. That's his thing. I wanted to go younger versions of sneakers. Some of them I owned. Some of them I do deals with sneaker shops in New York. I shout them out. I wear their shoes on TV. Um, it's the selection. So, um, believe me, bro. I'm I get stressed out thinking about mm -hmm. that stuff because it's it's completely different. Um, but no, I'm, I'm trying not to spend a lot of money, but when I do, I write it off on my taxes, but answer Pony's question about comfort, because you're, because the personality that Danny was talking about, it comes through in your TV work. And that's definitely not true of a lot of people. A lot of radio personalities are great at being able to get that out there in spoken word form, but then they suck on TV. So mm -hmm. Obviously, Adam, like that clicked for you very early on. If it didn't, you wouldn't be where you are right now. So I'm interested in that with you. I think a lot of it is reps. And I, I think it's the unfortunate answer. Um, there is no eat a blueberry at 342 and you'll lose a pound. Um, look, I was, I was a one-man band news report, reporter in Nebraska. I was a news reporter in Louisville, Kentucky before I went to sports. So I had a lot of time on camera talking about stuff I really didn't care about. You know, city comptroller interview in Hastings, Nebraska. Oh, they're changing from Ford to Chevy, you know, local water treatment plant. So when I got to go to sports, I, I was almost like I was a TV guy. And then when I went to sports, I was able to shed a layer. And I think a lot of times, like you guys go on and you're doing sports. So there, you still have that first layer on where I kind of was like, oh, now I get to be myself. So I think that was big. Two, when I went to Bleacher Report Pony, I was doing at least 30 videos a day. And I was standing in an office in New York, staring at a camera, like, like there. And I would just go, 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 7-9 last year. What are the three X factors to them making the playoffs? I'm here with Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay News Gazette. Rick? <laughs> and then I would just do this. I would just nod my head for 40 seconds. And, I would, and so eventually I reached the point where I was like, I was like, I'm just, I was outside like smoking a cigarette. And I was like, this is not what I want to do with my life. I'm like angry right now. And then when Sims got there, I had someone to make videos with. And we would make, again, 30 videos a day. And we would be talking the entire time in between. So when I watch him on Football Night in America and he watches me on NBA on TNT, we've done 10,000 videos together. And he would always be the one very early on who was like, dude, just be yourself. Like, enough. And funny enough, you mentioned the draft earlier. One of the drafts, I'm, I'm so exhausted. I've done like all of the rounds and I just started yelling in the videos, like as a joke. And I was like, who cares about the Philadelphia? And it was like, I just reached a point where I, I, I didn't care anymore. I was talking to a black dot. And so now when I host NBA on TNT, it's like you're, 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 you're running away from a vampire. I don't need to be faster than him. I just need to be faster than everybody else. And I, so when I'm on the set and I see the camera people and I see Jamal Crawford and, and they're like 20 seconds, and you, everybody kind of gets a little tight. That's when I look around and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not nervous at all because at that point it's just muscle memory. And I think a lot of people go on TV and try to be perfect and not make a mistake. And my thing is, it's kind of like a freestyle where even if I make a mistake, I'll find a way to make a joke about it and get back on. So I look at it like Curb Your Enthusiasm, where like they know how the scene's going to end and they know how the scene's going to start, but they have no idea about the improv in between. And that's how I look at it. So even if I, even if I get a fact wrong, like I'm going to just be self de like deprecating and, and just be like, and guess who smoked last night? You know, like it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not going to do that on TNT. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to say, I, I would see you <laughs> like that at it. No, I would not do that. No. My mom used to be so afraid when she would listen to me on Z89 that I was going to curse. She'd be like, you do four hour shows and like, you don't curse, but then you call me and you're cursing the entire time. And I was like, there's just a, a switch in our head, Mom. I, I don't know what to tell you. Doesn't let it happen. Yeah. Danny oh, has a great God. Z89 story, but I don't know if he wants to tell it right now. No. If you're talking about the one that I think, no. <laughs> Who did it involve? <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? No. That is not a story for public consumption. Uh, all right. Are well, you saying because your wife's that? in the other room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is right. Um Oh, I have one more. I got one more football thing, and then we can let him go. We probably already kept him over his time. I don't care. This is great. Are you willing to admit, on behalf of all of Philadelphia Eagles nation and fans, that you were wrong about Andy Reid? Was what did I? Was I bad? Why you? you guys no, I will say this. Gone. I will say this. You what? You what, you wanted him gone. You guys weren't done no. with him. You thought he passed too much and didn't run the ball enough. And All right, now you're making me angry. He um, has been vindicated as being right, and now the league has caught up to him 
which you guys had. He was not the problem. There are there are two things here. One in which I agree, one in which I disagree. I will be humble first. Um, not only did we make a mistake, but if you think about it right afterwards, that first year of Chip Kelly, we were we were so excited about new and fresh and Nick Foles, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, this super simple offense and Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn McCoy. We were so happy to be right in that 16-game season that we turned over the keys to the franchise. He put Howie Roseman in a closet and he destroyed our franchise for about three, four years. So we, we experienced how wrong we were very quickly. The part that I would disagree with is what everyone's saying about Bill Belichick right now is he falling apart. Can you believe that he made Matt Patricia, his offensive coordinator, all signs of flaws. Andy Reid did that. Andy Reid named Juan Castillo, his offensive line coach, the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, and the defense crapped the bed. At the same point, all the he, he, he Kevin Cobb was his guy. It didn't work out. The lore of Mike Vick was gone, and I think it reinvigorated Andy Reid's career. And I think you know. What he did with Alex Smith was great, and then what he's done with Pat Mahomes has been incredible. But that's the part where I go, Andy Reid was kind of all over the place too. You know, that those were a series of really bad decisions. But I remember when, when they let him go, Tom Jackson on ESPN being like, this is a day that they will regret for the rest of their lives. And it's true, you know, like yeah. it, it, it isn't great. But the Doug Peter, the 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 – Doug Peterson time was incredible. Philly special would have never happened if we had Andy Reid. Uh, this run has been awesome. And I I think I look at certain teams, it's going to be really hard for when it's time for the Steelers to move off Tomlin. I think it's really hard for the Patriots to move off Belichick. Uh, you look at, in San Antonio in the NBA, like Popovich goes, I'm going to stick around for five more years. We experienced it at Syracuse with Jim Beheim. You're asking that question every year. Is he there? Is he there? And I, I think that question can become exhausting sometimes. So, and just not having to answer it is a relief. But yeah, I guess I was really mean against Andy Reid in college. Like both of you have mentioned that. Dude. Yes. Well, he was probably costing you money with just atrocious clock management decisions. That's what I remember most. It was so bad. And he learned from it. You know, he doesn't do it anymore. But you're right. He was not calling timeouts or calling timeouts at the worst time. And now he's a different guy. Funny what Pat Mahomes will do. Lefko, you're the goods, man. It was awesome to see you in Chicago uh, last week. Just absolutely thrilled for your success. And uh, thanks for coming on first in pod, man. I'm I'm thrilled that I get the first podcast of Papa Pony. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, it's he's going to be. I just there are certain guys when you talk to them after they have a kid that there's this look in the eye. There's a glean, man. Yes, there's a hundred percent glean here. And, and I think I, I'm so excited. I want like pre Filipponi takes and post Filipponi takes and how it changes now that like, will he be more forgiving? Will he be more understanding? Is he going to say, you know, Kenny Pickett was really giving it a good effort out there. Or is he going to be like, 
can you not reach Deontay Johnson, you scumbag? So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. All it's fair questions if, at this point. Yeah. Which way he goes. No, but I, I love you guys both. You guys are kicking ass. Um, and uh, this has been a pleasure. Whenever you need. That's Adam Lefko. He goes by Lefko, though. One name, like Prince. Check him out Tuesdays on TNT <laughs> and elsewhere. See you, buddy. See you guys.